Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Gotta let y'all know that we will not be uploading an episode on Christmas Eve. So this is, um, this you got is a your- week. You got to watch this video in increments, right? 10 minutes here, 2 minutes tomorrow, 10 minutes the day after, and then eventually we'll be back with a new episode. Does that sound smart? Yeah. It'll be like their Christmas Day episode. Facts. Or well, they could just save it for Christmas. No, don't say no, it. No, actually, no, actually, no, no. Watch that shit right now. Watch it right now. The reason I told them to keep coming back is because you get the extra you view. You get the extra click. So, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah do yeah. it Kenny's way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we got games. We got rumors. We got stuff yes. to talk about it's on today's. Pack episode today. Can we start off with the Bucks lakers game from a few nights ago? Because I think that was such a... Mike. It was like one of the biggest games of the season as far as anticipation. It's only one thing to say. If Giannis hits over five threes in the game, you're not winning that game. That's a fact. You're not winning that game. That that man put on the show, and his mentality has definitely changed. I think he he was being interviewed, and he was talking about one of the shots he hit over Anthony Davis. Y'all know that step back. Mm -hmm. He said that he knew he was going to take that shot regardless, make or miss. (laughs) He just wanted to take that shot, wanted to be that confidence, and I think that's what he missed. Last playoffs, when I was talking about, he wasn't really doing much when yeah. I think his team needed him the most. Mm-hmm. I like that the others showed up as well. Like, George yeah. Hill gave him 21 off the bench. Mm-hmm. The Lakers bench didn't do shit. Not yeah, a damn point. Points, <laughs> points, that's the, points. That's unacceptable. And a lot of turnovers, too. But having Kuzma that would help that mm-hmm. somewhat, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, obviously, the best moment of the night is when he fake put on the crown. He said, this yeah. is my shit now. That made me think about it. Is he the really? Is, is he really he, the king? Would y'all say he is Next the best player in the NBA? And if he, if you don't think he is, what does he have to do to gotta, overtake LeBron? Because LeBron is the in, guy, right? You got to do it in the playoffs. Yeah. We saw him be the best, the MVP of the season last year, and then he go against Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi dogs him. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's that's all that matters, man. Yeah, I think it's no debate if he continues his route and they win the championship. It's not even a discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, he can't do this right now and then show up in the playoffs to go against LeBron or Kawhi and then they dog him again. Yeah. I think it would be, t- <laughs> be tough for that to happen because last year he was shooting like 15% on threes. Mm-hmm. And he just went basically a whole month where he shot like 45% from three on five attempts. Like, I understand that's not going to stay the same for the yeah. entire season. No. But some of that's going to carry over. Exactly. And it's going to follow him into the playoffs. Even if he just stays, like, league average on five attempts, Mm -hmm. that's a – he was a dangerous man without a three, Mm -hmm. and he's basically the most lethal weapon in the NBA with a three. But what if he is dominant in the playoffs? But his – yeah, yeah, and his team just ain't enough. But the other teams still win. It is a possibility, obviously, because they don't have that second superstar. Chris Middleton, again, that game he had 15, 6, and 2, but he really relied on – you need – he needs – this team needs – Pretty much everybody to step up every night yeah. for them right. to they, like make a big a playoff collect- run. They do it as a collective. Yeah, I mean uh, outside. The, the night, yeah, the mm-hmm. nights where it's not Eric Bliss or it's George Hill or Dante Divincenzo or, or Kyle Korver might have a big. They have a lot of people that will step up. Yeah, because if you look at them going against like the Clippers, I know Will, Montrez, Pat Bev. They all gonna show up every night. They gonna give me what they gonna give me every night. But I honestly, I'm starting to get to the point. Where I feel the same way about this Bucks roster. No, no, because no doubt. No doubt. There's they, only been one game this season where they didn't show up, and that was yeah. against the Mavs like last yeah, week. Yeah, they've been making winning and just like blowing teams out of norm for them. Exactly. Right, and the two teams, the Lakers, they just dominated basically the two LA teams that we we have as contenders. Yeah. And then Giannis only played 32 minutes. Still, it was a closer game. Yeah, like they, they right. the Lakers did make the that run in the third back. quarter, 
but he only played 32 minutes. Where like on the other side, LeBron played 37 and AD played 43. Mm-hmm. Like if he put if he was in the game for this amount of time, it we wouldn't be looking at you know however right. much it ended with a seven point game. It would have probably consistently been a twenty point game this entire. And it's night. crazy to think that he could play thirty two minutes against the Lakers and just be cool. And that's that's enough. That's enough for them to right. win a game. And that's why I keep saying he getting this low management just during the regular season by playing so well. Yes. Yeah. And then when he did get his little low management, it was against the Pelicans, and then everybody performed <laughs> well without him. I I really like watching this team play. Yeah. Because I like that Giannis is. Playing with so much um, swagger, and swagger would be the word. I, yeah. That was the word I didn't want to use, but that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. He plays with the swagger. He where plays he, like every night. I'm the man. And yep. Yeah, he does. And I think just the the title that attaches to his game is just dominant. Like he dominates every part of the floor. Yeah. Is. I also like that he shows so much respect to LeBron. Like in an interview, he was like, "The fact that LeBron is still doing this year number seventeen is something we I inspire, mm-hmm. I, I want to do when I'm mm-hmm. at that age." To be honest, I think about that a lot when I, I watch the Lakers games, and it's like the young stars like Luka Doncic and, and Giannis and everything, and they're just beating up on LeBron. He's 35 years old, trying to, <laughs> trying to get it done. LeBron and most gave, of the time he does. LeBron you know? puts his hats off to Giannis in the five threes, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is. And it's a lot of players in NBA history that are legend, legendary players like LeBron James is that re- would refuse to give credit to the younger dudes. Yeah. But when LeBron plays against Luka, he's hugging him at the, he's like, that's you a bad man. Didn't he say something like that? Yeah. And he always shows love to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's one of the goats. But he never gets it from this generation or the last generation. Yeah. So we, so are we going to do that? We're going to oh. transition? Oh, yeah. KG. With oh. the KG stuff. Um, Sure. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So KG was on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he basically was saying that him and that 08 Celtics team broke LeBron James, so much so that he had to go join the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. He did that. Him and his team did that. And then, obviously, he got some backlash from not just LeBron fans, but just the world in general, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, sure, you beat him in a couple playoff series, but look what the roster LeBron had compared to the roster <laughs> right. y'all had. And you tell me if he wasn't supposed to beat y'all. I mean, you weren't supposed to beat him. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, um, Rondo came out and was like, I love playing with LeBron. LeBron is one of the best teammates I ever played with, yada, yada. And obviously, Ray Allen ended up playing with LeBron. So KG Perkins. and Paul Pierce are in and Perkins, too, is yeah. a LeBron guy. So KG and Paul Pierce are just these old, bitter dudes that refuse to give love to LeBron James. Even at, LeBron has said nothing about KG ever. He's nope. never said anything about Paul Pierce. It's just they hold this grudge against him. It's just crazy. They got their one ring, mm-hmm. and I saw somebody on Twitter was like, uh-huh. man, they be acting like they won five in a row or something <laughs> like that. Like, chill. I think they just never came to terms with LeBron. I feel like a lot of people hated LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. But... I feel um, like they just never. Really I feel like it. if they, I look at Paul Pierce and KG as players that if they would have ended up on the same team as LeBron, like trade or something, they would have said, "I'm not playing with them." Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I think they just talk out of their ass yeah. because they're old and bitter. Um, and at the end of the day, they do know what get clicks. Yeah, I yeah, mean, they know. That, that, that's another thing too. Uh, I think uh, Shannon Sharp made a good point. Like, shit, you went to the Celtics. Yeah. Kobe and Shaq and Tim Duncan and Spurs. They man, broke they you. Broke yeah. you. <laughs> you go not only, you know, to the Celtics, but you switched conferences. Yeah. You got as far so, away from them as possible. <laughs> um, and, that was, and that was the first big three, like, of this era and mm-hmm. everything, like, the last era. That, so. was, that was put together. Yeah. Like, we've had big threes or, or like big teams. Like, Lakers. Showtime Lakers, they yeah. was kind of more organic with drafting well. But this was one of the first teams that like, oh, I'm going to trade for KG, then I'm going to sign another star yeah. like Ray Allen. So, um, And then yeah. he, it was even better than a big three because Ron, Ron don't get the credit he deserved from that team yeah. either. Yeah, then the, 
then the comment he made about them potentially being in the same room, whatever, was bullshit too. Because and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter pull up pictures of him like with Ray Allen, with Rondo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with Kendrick Perkins, and then Rondo came out with a quote, basically saying he loves playing with LeBron or whatever. And then I was doing some, I was reading something yesterday, and um, it, this article came up like in the suggestions, and it's never forget who broke the Kevin Garnett era Celtics. Do y'all remember who who would that be? I see the picture, but I'm trying to remember what they're talking about. The Knicks. Yeah. So this is when Melo and the Knicks was the second seed, and they were actually oh. good. And um, we bumped them out of the playoffs, and that, that's after and that. That's, then they blew it up, right? Yeah, they went to the Heat. I mean, they, they went uh, to Brooklyn. They're Brooklyn. And um, Kevin Garnett waived his no trade calls to join Pierce, Joe Johnson, Darryl Williams on the Knicks. And that team, and that team was trash. Yeah, the best was, player was Brook Lopez. So this article is just the article is just saying if if KG is going to use that mindset or mm-hmm. that point of view, then if he keeps that same thought process, then essentially that would mean that you would you got broke by the Knicks, who have been the laughing stock since I don't know when. But the last thing it was good, they broke them. So that was <laughs> that was funny to see. But I, I don't know, man. I just think that that's bullshit. I hate that it's like that. Um, but I do think the next generation is going to like be LeBron. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I could be wrong. It could I, be Giannis. I think, I think it could it, be Luka, Giannis, the next generation. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of Steph Curry's too. A lot of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that the the up-and-coming players and young dudes in the world right now sees the love that each NBA player has from each other, whether it be jersey swaps or after the game where LeBron said you a bad man to Luka. They're going to take that sportsmanship into the next generation. Obviously, there's always going to be the Pat Bevs of the world or some of the KGs of the world. Mm-hmm. But I think that majority of people growing up is like, hey, this is a game. We love this game. We're going to play it hard as hell. But we can still be friends after the game is over. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're going to work out in the offseason yeah. and get better and together. I was thinking about that to myself. And I was like, man, am I sound like an old head? Because I, I kind of don't like that. I, I kind of don't like that. Like, I, you po- you tweeted a picture of Wendell and Kobe White mm-hmm, yeah. posing with Chris Paul if you got to ask me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got to be anti-Chris Paul or put him in a headlock all of a sudden. <laughs> but it's like certain things was like, I, you better say it on a podcast, actually. Was like, do that in the tunnel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to see you take a picture. Like yeah. something about you has to have a hunger or a fight in you. And and mm-hmm. again, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be the old old head who we just so against this new generation. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a line in, in the sand where it's like I think think about it. If the professions change, right? Can you imagine the ambassador of Coke shaking hands and taking pictures with the ambassador of Pepsi? You're fighting for the same thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, y'all shaking. Like it just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine yeah. us. There's another podcast that's four dudes and, and you know, b- four brothers in a room talking hoops. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, we can we can show love to them, but we not about to be. You know what I'm saying? Especially we fighting the for the same download. If if we in <laughs> it, it would be even worse if we were in a, a room. We both did a live show and they had a better response. With yes, the exactly. Yes, and after we were just like. Hey, buddy, uh, it would just be like, you know, that, that, again, it doesn't mean that Kobe White has to have a problem with Chris mm-hmm. Paul. Because the, the story's you know, deeper than basketball yeah, Kobe White situation. It's definitely more of it's like a time and a place thing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a time and a place moment. thing. It's the principle. You just <laughs> lost. You just got mm-hmm. your ass beat. Y'all I'm with you, B. I like, like that, uh, that mentality, especially because I, I think I started liking it, especially because I would see Kobe do it a lot, but he wouldn't talk to nobody. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't just a mode. And he would always say, like, he, he didn't have beef with, like, players around that. Yeah. But, like, when he's playing the game, he didn't care about anything else except winning. Yeah. yeah. And then Kobe got to the point later in his career where he was so in love with the younger players. Right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And even the older players, when I hear them speak on Kobe, mm-hmm. they understand what his mindset was. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a personal beef for him. Like Matt Barnes, mm-hmm. they actually did have a little beef. He wouldn't play with them. Mm-hmm. Ron Artest had the little beef with Kobe. They He wouldn't play with him. Uh, I think Lamar Odom and Kobe had beef when they first started playing together. with, the, But then they, he won a championship. So it's like, you know... And again, I'm not trying. To, we're not trying to be the old heads up here saying this new generation soft or whatever. And I don't think that you have to take it to Kobe's level. I mean, no, you no, pre- it's not going to be. You wanna be if you want to be that high level, yeah. in history, gotta, yeah, you, sure, you got to put but, some respect on your competitor's name. But yeah. at the same time, you're going against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can we talk about how bad the Sixers were this week? Three-game losing streak drops them all the way down to the sixth Six seed. seed yeah. And this is a team that I, I picked in the preseason to to win the Eastern Conference. I did, too. Um, and they just I lost three games. Idea, yeah. uh, the first one was against the Brooklyn Nets, who has been they, they've been yeah. killing it without Kyrie Irving. Then yeah, the Miami Heat. Heat, that's an understandable loss. It's crazy, because but the Nets were actually, I mean, not the Nets. The Sixers were actually up in that game until they, the third yeah. quarter, mm-hmm. and then they just blew it all. And then last night, they got destroyed by a Luka-less Mavericks team. Shout out to Przingis, man. Mm-hmm. Kristaps Przingis is n- now has at least twenty points and ten rebounds in four straight games. That's tied for the longest streak by a Mavericks player in ten seasons. The last Dallas player with a longer streak was who? Derek. Derek Nowitzki with eight games. And that My Mavs are now baking somebody else. <laughs> the Mavs are now eleven and two on the road, tied with the Bucks for the NBA's best road record. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes wins in Denver. In Houston, in LA against the Lakers, and in Milwaukee, and mm. now Philadelphia. So, <laughs> the team is just ridiculous. That's a good stat to have because a lot of teams struggle on the road. Yes. Yeah. But was, yeah, back to the Sixers. Yeah. Oh, my bad if you don't. Oh, no, you good. Um, yeah. I, I, what is the issue with them? It's the shooting, right? It is. It's, it's got to be. I think be they shot 25% from three last night, or tw- and 20s from three. And then again, I hate, I hate to keep going down this alley, but the last half or Three the last half, I would say, Ben Simmons was not a factor at all. He was not showing any aggression trying to get to the paint, which is where he obviously mm-hmm. thrives. There's no open court situation, so he was a zero on the offense. Obviously, the defense with Ben Simmons is going to be good. He gives us all there. Yeah. But like if you're playing four on five on offense, you're probably gonna lose that game, especially when nobody else is hitting shots. Yeah. Tobias Harris got paid one of the biggest contracts in NBA history, and he had what, eight points last night or something like that. If your best player or one of your best players is not being aggressive and then the guy that you paid the most money to can't score the ball, he has seven points, you're not going to win games. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how good your defense can be. You're, you're not going to win games putting up 89 points or 98 points. You can't. And the, I got to give a lot of love and credit to the Dallas Mavericks because at this point they have one of the best offensives in NBA history. In the history of the game of basketball, they have one of the best offenses. That's with Luka. That's without Luka. Just in general, they put together a good team that, honestly, I did not expect not even in a thousand years to yeah. seem to be this good at this point. Yeah, because we were looking at them and saying, besides the starters, what else do they got? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it seems like they got more than what we thought. So we got to tip our hats off to Rick Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the 76ers, yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you said. It's getting to the point where they are going to have to do something. And they're going to have to do something soon because even when I look at this bench and f- f- just forget the last night's game for a second, but just in, in, to- in totality, when you look at this bench and I read some of these names off to y'all, James Ennis, uh, Matisse Thibel, Mike Scott, Paul Neto, I mean, Raul Neto, uh, Furkan Korkmaz, <laughs> Trey Burke, mm-hmm. Kyle O'Quinn. There ain't nobody on this team that went Tobias Harris giving you seven points. When yeah, Ben Simmons isn't up. like, yeah. Because right. all those guys are to Man State, they don't have no like, 
they're not in rhythm or anything. They're not coming off giving consistent points. They're on the. <clears throat> they're not it, even it, known for that though. No, like right. I can't and expect I, James Ennis to right. come off and the none bench of those and give me guys 18. are like you think about our, you know, above average shooters except for Corkmans, but. I mean, he's not even somebody that is going to be playing real, real big minutes for you like that. No. Unless, I mean, they do have him start sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. And he can hit With the shots. Stuff, but, yeah. like, at the end of the day, in the in the playoffs, he's not going to be He's not reliable. Yeah, he's, he's not, not reliable. a bad guy. So, you know what I mean? Um, I don't I don't feel bad for them at all because you have guys like Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith, mm-hmm. who's been available. So it takes nothing to go make that that happen because right now you you six you know it's no need to panic but at the same time it's like you need to do something there's yeah, some adjustments to. need to be made um, I would start there I've gotten DMs uh, people hitting me up about them trading Al Horford um, he's like their best player and like, I know statistically <laughs> like points per game yada 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 and that was my reply to the person is he's not a guy who's gonna blow you away with the box score but he's a guy that I believe in will be one of the most inf- mm-hmm. impactful players on his team, especially in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yes. Especially. In the playoffs. Yep. So I wouldn't go down that route, but I would definitely look at the buyout market. I would definitely try mm-hmm. to go out and sign a JR uh, before I sign a Jamal Crawford. Um, at, and- the, at the end of the day, we're, we're getting to the point where, like, they need a trade. We have to realize after what three and a half seasons together that maybe Joel and, and Ben Simmons yeah, cannot yeah. coexist. Yes, yes. We've in talked fact, about it for the, two years, but maybe court, it's now. They're yes. always going to struggle in the half court. And Joel yes. Embiid yeah. is such a special post player, but if Ben Simmons is not spacing the floor for him, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're a team that if you just slow the game down and you and don't let them get in Joel open Embiid court, a, you kind of had a nice game nonchalant. last night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had a good game, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's going to always start with Joel Embiid on the Sixers team because he's their guy. But, like I said, that's kind of taken away from what Ben Simmons actually And one does. of my things is, even though he had a great game last night, is that both of them have have engine problems. Mm-hmm. Both of them are guys who you'll, you'll come out and you'll be like, what, what did he do? Again, that's why I say it starts with Joel yeah. Embiid who shows inconsistency. Because mm-hmm. uh, there, there was even like a Heat fan because they played the Heat recently. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. was, who was showing parts of the game where Embiid just didn't have effort. Like, bam, out of bio, which is out hustling him, yep. out yeah. running him to the rim, shit like that. And they were saying, like, these are the players that Joel Embiid hate to play, guys that are hustle players that are going to make him actually Was that to. Joel Embiid in that clip where he took, like, 12, like 10 seconds to walk up the court? Yeah, he walked. He legit walked up the court. <laughs> yeah, it took him, <laughs> like, ridiculous. 10 seconds. And this was after an inbound. Mm-hmm. Just, he'll come out and have 38 and 13 mm-hmm. Like against the Boston Boston Celtics in a win Who don't have any centers basically But then you know I mean they still won his game Against mm-hmm. Portland I mean against uh, Toronto luckily But he had 10 <laughs> points and seven and 8 rebounds In uh, 30 minutes So it's like you know I, and, and, and again we This is not who Joel Embiid is But it's just that point of Both of these guys Have those moments where it's just like they have the lack of effort, and people still gonna go to that zero point game. He never should have. I don't (laughs) care if he has three points. Ever (laughs) if if he didn't hit, we should be up here talking about him not having double digit points. Mm -hmm. Never zero, never zero in his lifetime. He's too, he's too big and too talented to have zero points. Especially not hitting the free throw. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If if I was expecting him, if I seen him with zero field goals, he better have at least ten plus free throws. (laughs) Yeah, you better be trying to get some points. If I see a box score of Joel hitting zero points, I'm assuming he got injured in the first. 10 seconds that's that's what i'm gonna do but nah. because he's a guy that averages nine free throws a game but for somehow he ended up with zero and then points i'm gonna ask y'all this question mm-hmm. who was a player in the playoffs that had one point game that has been simmons. simmons so you know both of them need reality checks man they need mm-hmm. reality checks i don't know their their, their uh <clears throat> their personal relationship i'm not gonna sit up here and pretend that i do mm-hmm. but um it, it can't be a relationship where they're they're being like when russ 
was on, I mean, when Harden was on Russ for getting that tech. It yeah. can't be like that. Mm-hmm. Their relationship can't be like that. Because if it was, Ben Simmons would go to Joel and B and say, bro, come on, bro. Zero points. Are you yeah. fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. And Joel and B would do the same thing. Ben, come on, bro. Shoot the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? <laughs> or like how LeBron said, Anthony Davis got on him for that bad game against right. the Heat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is a question of leadership sometimes mm-hmm. in that locker room. I don't think and I, it's understandable. They're yeah. both young. They're right. both talented. Both don't want to step on each other's toes. Right. So it's understandable. Yeah, but at I, some point, and to I, win. And I think Al Horford. Yeah, I think Al Horford up in, yeah. in that in that, uh, in that situation. But at the same time, he has to kind of let them grow into that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's why they kind of signed him. I think he should be that locker room leader. And maybe he's, he is. Yeah, he probably is. But he's just—I don't know if he's an on-court leader because he doesn't seem like a very vocal guy. But yeah. maybe in the locker room, he might be the best teammate in the world, best leader in the world. I yeah, and it. I think when he is the leader on the court, it's probably defensively just being yeah. that back line of communication. Mm-hmm. But they have a relationship as the two most talented players on the game in the, in the game that they just need to be able to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck being a leader. Yeah. We don't need you to lead for Con Quick Moss. <laughs> That's what we signed our Horford for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We just need y'all to hold be each, on each other. other. Be on each other. Because y'all are the two faces of this franchise. That's Al two Horford top 20 players in the league. Yeah. There's no way they should be losing as many Both games as they Both of these guys lost. have MVP talent. Yes. MVP talent. There's no reason Ben Simmons can't do the shit that Giannis is doing. Mm-hmm. No slight to Giannis, but it's just a fact. There's no reason that Joel Embiid can't do the, some of the shit that uh, Towns is doing. On a consistent basis, because Towns ain't having a zero point game. I'm sorry. No, no, he's not. He's I like. Not. He's got. I like the Towns duo. got the motor. He's yeah. not. I like the duo of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but I like it too on paper. Yeah, on I, paper. I, I like I'm starting to like the idea of the trade. I'm loving it. I'm I loving love, it. Bro. But Just, now we got to think about like what team has pieces that can a help the 76ers, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Because honestly, if, you could trade Ben Simmons anywhere for seven first round picks, but that doesn't help the 76ers who are trying to win. Mm-hmm. What team has a player, bro, a guard, Chris Paul? Me, See, I was I was yeah, looking at it like this. Ah, no, don't do that one. I'd rather just let them suck together. As much as I love this guy, I would love this trade, but CJ McCollum. So you would put Ben Simmons with Dane? Yeah. And put him in a dunker spot. Yeah. <laughs> he would have spot. he would have a lineup of him, Dame, Nurkic, Mello, and then who's at the four? <sighs> Zach Collins. So you have Zach Collins, Ben Simmons, and Nurkic on four together. Why not? Zach Collins will shoot the three. He can. Nurkic will can. shoot it. He they can. Yeah, yeah. Nurkic. Ah, he can step out in. He can step out in. And then Dame. It's a fine line between can and capable. Let me see. Mellow provides spacing. Can and capable. It will be can much capable. more spacing than what you're getting on the 76ers. Uh, but you have to look at it from a trailblazer standpoint. <laughs> Nurkic shot ten percent from three last year. <laughs> He was he he took a total of thirty about thirty threes last year and he he hit uh, three unless he finna make that Pascal Siakam jump on the three point percentage I don't know if that's working but that's I like that you said that though Demils because that's the point there really is no spot mm-hmm. unless you're trading him for D'Angelo Russell and then no. I, you know what I'm saying no no damn that's some shit yeah, yeah. No. if you put Ben Simmons on a with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson oh shit. Yeah. Whew. And they get a top they can have him run center hell yeah they don't need a center in that lineup yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, like that's the only guy I can think about that could a help the 76ers now and b the what other helped? team would be okay too. Yeah, because at the end with the Chris the, Paul thing, is Chris Paul going to get along with Jordan B? Jordan no, because Chris, Chris Paul no, pushes no, ass. Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul is not standing yes, for none of that. Exactly. Shit. So yeah. it's like, but maybe that's what Jordan B need at the same time. But maybe that also might. Make him not want to play just like Carl Anthony Towns with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, because yeah, Could I was be. gonna say Jimmy Butler probably had that same type of energy. I mean, and Jimmy did say that there was something that went on with that Maybe locker room that the world Simmons. don't know. Maybe it was Ben. Simmons. Maybe it was. 
Maybe it was. And Bradley Beal not being traded. I don't know because Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler had the relationship. You think so? They had the headband game. <laughs> they did. You had they to text did. or email them before the game. And so I don't know, bro. But like I say, both of them show the show the characters of just not Showing consistent energy. And like I said, Jimmy Butler not going for none of that that. shit. That's why the Miami Heat team is so perfect. Because you know Bam is a got a motor out of this world. Kendrick Nunn went from nothing to being an NBA starter. So he got a motor. Goddamn Duncan Robinson was a a Division III basketball player. And he's starting for an NBA team. Like they have players with motors and nothing to lose. And the 76ers don't really got that. Because maybe in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, I'm 24. I still got 10 plus years to win my championship. You know. Yeah. I'm sure players stick like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. And those type of players like Chris Paul and Jimmy, they want to win now. Man, yeah. it's a bunch of trades that we could pull up with this shit. Right. And I feel like I with, with De- the talent I, on that team, Jamal maybe Murray. Like, I, yeah, I can see Ben Simmons in Denver. He, he, you have Jokic just going to space the floor. Mm-hmm. You have, you know what but I mean? But isn't I, that I taking the ball out of the, one of the best playmakers ever? Out of his hands, well, out of Jokic's hands. But now he's got two of them. But if he has the ball up top, he can post up. And no, the, Jokic is a way better shooter. Right, yeah. He will space the floor. That's true. That's very true. That's what I say. You basically got two two guards on the. When you think about, it, I actually do like the Golden State idea. That's like the only one I can think of off the top of my head without doing any more research. Charles is client. He also represents Draymond Green. There's no other like the Hawks not trading Trey Young, even though I think we said that on the podcast last year. I would you straight up trade Trey Young I, for Trey Young for ben on the Sixers would be nasty. Be the be the best because he would have the defense. <laughs> he would have the defense to hold up on him too. Yep. Because right now he's he not got, ready to see Trey Young. He ain't got nothing. He hooping one v five every night. He's <laughs> <laughs> still putting up good numbers. But like the Knicks don't have anything. The Cavs don't have anything. The Wizards have Bradley Beal, but he can't be traded this season. The Bulls don't have anything worth value for them. The Pistons got two big men. They don't need another big man. Like it goes on. There's no other team here that could that could give something away for Ben Simmons that the 76ers can use right now at all. It would just have to be something drastic like Trey Young. But I'm not saying they're gonna trade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, I remember I used to think this was years ago, not years ago, but just a couple years ago. Devin Booker for Ben Simmons. I on his podcast I put that out there because I mean if if the I mean the Suns are on a five game lose streak now, but DeAndre Aiden was out and the now Ben I mean uh, Devin Booker had been out and then when Devin Booker came back DeAndre Aiden had been out. Um, but I said coming into the season like this could be a year where Ben not Ben Simmons Devin Booker or Carlton Towns could request a trade. And then the sun started off good. And we're like, oh, okay, Devin Booker's safe. But now we got the Carthony Towns in them. They're on a the nine-game losing streak. I would not be surprised if he was like, this Minnesota thing ain't working out. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that a little bit more after this first break. Does trading Ben Simmons automatically mean you have to get a point guard in return? No. No. Mm. Uh, Josh Richardson played a lot of point guard in his right. Miami career. So... So what, tell me what you're thinking. I'm just saying, like, we're looking at this team because we're saying, like, man, what point guard could come and help them? But it's like, mm. maybe they don't get that point guard through the Ben Simmons trade. Maybe it's facilitated through something else. Maybe you put together put together three-team trade. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say they do need a point guard is just so they have somebody who will create shots for them. Yeah. Tobias Harris does have his games where he will have seven points. Yeah. You know, because I'm just looking at a bunch of different <laughs> things. It's like, I don't, I, I see teams that necessarily don't need a Point guard, mm-hmm. but they could use a Ben Simmons. Right, they could use a Ben Simmons. For Those sure. some teams out there. What teams do you see? I would love Ben Simmons in Chicago. Yeah, I'm looking at the Bulls. They, they Ben mm-hmm. Simmons on the Bulls would be magnificent. Well, yeah, maybe not uh, necessarily a point guard. We got somebody who can create shots. And right, like so you would you would get a Zach Levine and right, Tomas yeah, Sadoransky. Okay, yeah, a, a dominant guard, a ball dominant guard. So I mean, t- Sadoransky is going to give you production of Ben Simmons, but he's going to fit better. 
Zach Levine is also better. a borderline all star. Right. I also can't imagine Jim Boylan with Ben Simmons. We'd have we'd average sixty points a game. So <laughs> yeah, y'all slowing down the offense. We'll be, yeah. we'll be playing back the in way the Ben Simmons games is the way he plays. He's going to force Lori, like Lori. You don't have to worry about Lori marking and like oh it's Zach Levine. Hey, shout out to Lori though. He's really been putting it together the last two weeks or so. I know the, the Knicks could use him. I don't know what we would give, but the mm-hmm. Knicks could use him. Um, even if I mean, I mean, y'all got a lot of future assets, but nothing again like right now to yeah. help them win the championship. Um, Just throw all them picks that y'all got from Porzingis back to them for Ben Simmons, right? With Marcus Moore, even though those picks game. are gonna be like the twentieth pick, because that Dallas Mavericks team is so damn good. It's gonna be like twenty to thirty every single year. If Portland wasn't on a three game winning streak, playing how they playing recently, they still only be one team over five hundred though. But they back in the playoffs. That's all they want. The oh, I didn't even notice they yeah, are back the in the playoffs because the Kings lost twice since they got De'Aaron Fox back somehow. Yeah, you'd be because he's coming off the bench. You'd be able to put a Dame Lillard Ben Simmons thing on the table if they were still struggling. I know Dame wouldn't want to go, but shit. Sometimes you gotta shake things up. Gotta do. I still look at Phoenix. Um. The Pelicans, Lonzo Ball ain't been an answer for them. They still playing Kimrich. Shout out to Kimrich who had like zero last night. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of minutes. Hart 0 for 14 from three. Lonzo <laughs> shot almost fucking 50% in the steal. And he had five, five steals, right? Five or something steals. like that. Had probably his best game as a Pelican still in the game on the bench. So I actually like Kimrich Williams a lot. He defends. Yeah, bad, he, so. does, he does play defense. He just can't Brandon do damn thing offensively. How good he really is. Who, B.I.? Yeah. 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 Like, he's literally a guaranteed bucket. It's just that they can't win. A, they can't close a goddamn game. It's yeah. been like three straight games for them against the Nets I was watching. Mm-hmm. They were in the game, and then they lost in overtime. They just yeah. can't close. It was the same problem with that Lakers young course. They yeah. couldn't close out games. They just didn't have it. One, yeah. one problem with the Pels is that they are at the top of the league in turnovers. Oh, really? You're not gonna really win the game when you're at top oh, of the league. Oh, since you just mentioned that, let's 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 start this. I made this game last night. It's called "Say It Ain't So," Ooh. and I'm, I'm gonna throw some things out here, and I just want y'all to guess them. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one person in the league in three point percentage, Terry Rozier. No, that's a crowd. Davis oh, Bertans. Yes. No, he's been no. his catch and shoot threes have been ridiculous. It's not Davis Bertans. Marcus. Morris. I just recently no. looked at this because Rodney Hood is second. No. This guy is active. He's playing. Somebody <laughs> shouted him out. Somebody who was intact. Somebody shouted him out this. Yeah, today. He was in one of the games we talked about. Mm. It's going to be tough. That's why That's why this segment is called Say It Ain't So, because it ain't the number one person that's going to pop in your mind. I, but I'm not telling y'all. Y'all have to guess. But it so is a mad. guy that takes threes. So it's not like somebody just one for one. Uh, let, me, let me make sure. Maxie I mean, he's Clayton. a guard. I, I, he's a guard. History, okay, oh, if he's, he's a, guard, a guard, then he'd probably take more than history, unless he's been <laughs> I know. I, he shot the ball. Oh, man. Uh, I'm so mad because I recently just looked at this list. I'm trying to think of other don't guys. Look, don't look this way at all. I'm not. Please don't. You're good. Who? It's not Trey. A guard. averages. He averages three of them a game. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's pretty yeah. decent. That's decent. But that's the type of player he is. He's, he's not. He's like, he's off the bench. He's smart. He isn't going to shoot seven threes because that's just not Brent Forbes. He's in that. Mo- he comes from that Spurs system. He comes from that Spurs system. Comes doesn't play for the Spurs. He comes from that system. Comes from the Spurs system. Comes He's from the a Spurs guard. system. Smart. Solid. George Hill. George Hill at fifty-one percent. George Hill at fifty-one. He just. I, mean, he I think they literally said that. So I think they said that during the game. I think they said that during the game. You know, he just knows himself. Even if he is shooting fifty-one, he's not going to start shooting six a game now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so y'all know who the first person is in assists per game, right? That's LeBron, LeBron. James. Who's second? Luca. No. Jokic. No, 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 no. It's not Giannis. This guy's a point guard. Oh, um, Trey Young. No. That's a good pick, though. Kyle Lowry. No. 
Y'all, it's a lot of guesses. John Morant? I like this. No, he's a rookie. Devontae Graham? No. Okay. That's a good guess, too. Y'all overthinking it. It's a guy that he passes. He's just known for passing. Rubio. Rubio. Oh, Rubio. he's has like nine point something, 9.5, right? Yeah. Ridiculous, Ricky. Okay. Um, Say it ain't so. Uh, field goal percentage. <sighs> Obviously, Giannis. big man. That trails it down. It's not Giannis. It's Andre pretty. Drummond. No. That's, that's a good pick. pick that's what I said. No. It's another good pick. MB? One of my guys. Hell not oh, MB. One of my guys. For, uh, no. Dwight Powell. No. That's a, that's a very good guess. Mitchell Robinson. Yes. Okay. Mitchell yeah. Robinson is 68%. Yeah, he's, just, he's basically DeAndre Jordan. Dunks, a young yeah, DeAndre yeah. Jordan. <laughs> um, do y'all know who's number one in blocks? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Jonathan Isaac. No. What? He Mark, was for like the first month or so. Yes, he is. I'm sorry. But that's the answer. Because AD, they have AD as number one. Oh. And then he's tied with that second. Okay. So I, oh. my question was going to be who was tied with AD. So John Johnson. He said, what? That's my fault. That's my fault. Do y'all know who leads the league in three-point attempts? Three-point attempts? James, James Harden. Harden. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't even know why I said so hard. <laughs> I don't know who leads the league in three-points made. Three points made. Oh, like per game? Y'all were thinking. James Harden. James Harden. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, but what, but, but, what am I doing? They have the most threes. But, but the question though. is yes. this. How much does James Harden lead by in threes? He probably by like 100. Attempted three. Nope. Mike is right. He leads by 104. Oh, total. I was thinking per game. Attempts. Oh. Um, James Harden has attempted 387. Which was, he tied Steph Curry. For most threes attempted for like the first month and a half of the season, and and one is Steph Curry, who is behind him though. In attempts, yes. Um, and they're they're off by one hundred and four. God their damn. Um, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. Damn, I was thinking it. I was thinking it. So Harden has attempted three hundred eighty-seven. Graham has attempted two hundred eighty-three. Mm. Bro, does he still attempt like thirteen a game or something like that? It's got to be crazy. I'll do a quick check for you. James Harden or Devontae Graham? No, Devon, not not Devontae Graham. James Harden. Yeah, the last he time I checked, he was shooting like seventeen percent and like fifteen attempts per game. That's what we first. The, uh, He's at fourteen, started. about fourteen, thirty-eight percent from the field from okay, the three. I'm sorry. Yeah. Say Dude, it 14 ain't attempts is still crazy. Hey, Ridiculous. Say it ain't so. Steals leader in total. Who Steals has the leader. most? Uh, 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 ben Simmons. That's an excellent guess. Uh, Ken, no. Chris Dunn. Yes. Yes. Chris yeah, Dunn. It is. Yeah. I knew it was, one, the, knew it was oh, one of the other. Chris, uh, the transition? Ben Simmons leads the average per okay. game, but in okay. total, it's Chris Dunn. Um, Fouls. Uh, Wendell Carter. Yes, <laughs> I know my boys. He fouls out so many games. But uh, you know what? He's he does that. But uh, sometimes them fouls are phantom fouls, where he's literally going just standing like this, and oh. he gets called for. So he's he's number one with 120 fouls so far. Second, <laughs> Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson. That's a great pool, Mike. Thirteen. So. Oh man, that's such that's um, such a great that's great. Right, speaking of Jaron Jackson Jr., do y'all? You know how the jump shot looks like, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a it, bit looks like a it's a yeah, it, it looks, looks like ugly. a little kid. Yeah. Jump shot. Like, like, yeah, it looks like a little kid. Go in. Go in, though. He'd be having like 24 yeah. points, three rebounds. That boy, get in that rebounding ball. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to have to say that Al Horford um, struggled with fouling early in his career, so Wendell Carter's still on the Al Horford, um, you know, road. Do y'all know who's going to go? And free throw attempts? Free throw attempts. Yeah. James Harden. And free throw made? James Harden. Okay. But now it's second. And Ooh, attempts, yeah. Joel and B. No, Giannis. No. Oh, that's a good pick, though. And I need y'all to get a calculator out. Can somebody pull out their phone and go to the calculator. Got it. Okay. So the difference is the number one guy is James Harden. So three sixty three. Okay. 
And the number two <laughs> oh, yeah. guy attempted is 229. So subtract 229. Tell me what's the difference. 220. Who could be at 220? 134. So James Harden leads in free throws by 134? Yeah. By 134. Who do I see at the line all goddamn day? Jimmy Bugman. Yes. That is no. I'm surprised Mike. He's got to be this. third, though. I'm surprised Mike don't know this. Anthony Davis. Yes, Anthony Davis. Jimmy Butler got to be third. He's got to be third. I'm gonna look it up because Jimmy Butler I gets think to the he line averages like, around eight. Jimmy Butler has the most percentage of his points at the free throw line, more than James Harden. He's attempting set uh, nine free throws a game. Oh, good. Nine free throws a game. And how many points? Like 16, 17 points. Um, seven out of his twenty points are so coming those at the free are throw attempts. line. Now let's do the makes. This is still this is still Anthony Davis, James Harden. But I want you to put this calculator in. James Harden has made three hundred and nineteen. I can't okay. even make one. I went now two years of high school basketball. Yeah, so if they made a rating, your shit would be zero. It would be twenty five. One twenty three. So he's made can't go low to twenty five. Total minutes played. Um, James Harden. No. Oh, um, uh, R.J. Barrett. I'm gonna give a no, this, 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 this is a total thing though. Yeah. This is the thing. There are two guys. In the top four on the same team in minutes played in total, not per game, but in total. It's LeBron not James, and AD. It's not James Harden and Russell Westbrook. That's a great guess. Okay, but it's, it's not, not right. Okay, are they on a bad team? Yes. Mm. Uh, the Warriors? No. Oh, I feel like I just saw this. I feel like I just just saw this the other day. Minutes per game. One of the guys oh, minutes already per, been named. Both have been named. One of y'all threw out as a suggestion he was wrong, and then the other one was right. Play for the same team. Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier. Yes. Okay. And then they're one and three, and Harden is second. Okay. Um, team totals now. Say it ain't so. Most steals. What team has the most steals? The Bulls. Yes. The 229. Yeah. Most assists. Uh, the Suns? Yes. 770. Damn. Derek on this shit right now. Most fouls. Don't overthink it. You've been on your streak, D-Mills. Uh, the, the Bulls. The Bulls. Oh. <laughs> most turnovers. The Pels. No. The Warriors. Uh, no. Um, the Grizzlies. No. The Knicks. No. The Hawks. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. name no. all the five. Yeah. Five hundred <laughs> even. Who has the least turnovers? The Bucks. Nope. The Spurs. Nope. Hell no. The Celtics. Yes. Hmm. Least fouls. That seems like a Spursian thing. Mm-mm. No, they. Okay. Uh, the Lakers. Spurs with the least threes. I didn't even put that on here because I felt like it was too obvious. Yes, too obvious. No. Least it's amount of fouls. Team, but they just don't foul. Probably because they front court isn't aggressive. John Mar- I mean. Oh, the Grizzlies. The, the Grizzlies. No. Close, though. It's a team like that. Is it the Hawks? Opposite conference. No. The Cavs. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Kevin Love don't play. I mean, he don't mm-hmm. try. They have 496 fouls. Uh, least assist. When you really the, Cavs. Think the, the Cavs. The Rockets. When you really think the Rockets. This, this makes sense. Oh, no. When you think, just think. Don't just shout out. You got the Harden and Russell. That's a lot of assists right there. But a lot of ISO, too. Think though. The Warriors? No, just think, Katrell. Think. Y'all don't even need five guesses for this. This is just like when y'all when y'all y'all man, oh least amount of assists. Least amount of assists. Least amount of assists. <laughs> yeah, look at the teams, man. Look at the teams. The Pistons. No. The Bucks? No. Man, y'all gonna be so mad at yourself. Least amount of assists. It's not the, the Knicks? No. No. What the fuck? <laughs> least amount of assists. The Pelicans? No. The Clippers? No. Keep guessing. Darren, you should know this. The, the Trailblazers? The Trailblazers. <laughs> the Trailblazers, bro. Wow. They have the least amount of assists. Uh, the least amount of steals. This is this is surprising. It's a good defensive team, man. They just don't steal the ball. They block it. 
The Pacers. No. Good. They're, they're, the, they're the Western Conference. The Jazz. The Jazz. Oh. The Western Conference version of the Pacers. Um, there's only one team in the league that's shooting below 70%. The Lakers. Uh, from the free throw line, it's not the Lakers. The Bucks. It's not the Bucks. They the, the think the Bucks are second to last at like 72. Mm. This team is shooting below 70. The only team in the NBA shooting below 70%. Don't make a damn. It ain't, it's just a damn shame. Sound like a Knicks thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 68% from the line for the Knicks. That, that, is, that do make sense. You think about their roster. RJ can't hit a damn free throw. Mr. Robinson so big. Julius Randle. Uh, Ju- yeah, that and do that make a lot. And Julius Randle missed two free throws to lose a game. Yes. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of setting. So uh, another thing I wanted to highlight mm-hmm. was that the Raptors, I've seen this, um, they are 16-0 and 0 for sub-500 teams this season. Beautiful. So they take care of business. They do. They do. Um, yeah. And, and they that's, now we out. just found out that Pascal Siakam's out indefinitely with yeah. an injury. Right, Which yeah. is unfortunate. They really they took unfortunate. care of business. They, they did. Game, he didn't play. Because Serge had a big game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 25-10. and 10. And I don't know how many blocks he had. It's just the Wizards. But I mean, the Wizards are a competitive team No, that was night. a good team. Or not a good team. That was a good game. Good game. Yeah, definitely oh, not a good team. But another thing. Oh, Smith had the perfect basketball game. He had 26 points, no missed field goals, no missed free throws. He's like 10 for 10. Yeah, turnovers? Oh, actually, I don't know. Like, I'll, do the, I'll do the quick. Because if he did have turnovers, it's not a perfect game. But um, he was he had a perfect field goal percentage for the night and free throw percentage. So I'm let's see. Turnover guy. Come on. It's, Please don't have no turnovers. Yeah, I'm mad it's going to be so uh, right long here. before John Wall comes back. Yeah. And the Wizards are back to being competitive. People keep saying that they should trade Bertons. Like, bro, when John Walls come back, they could be a playoff team with Bertons. Hello, can we can we get the box score, please? That's because you're on that clear. Refresh that motherfucker. I'm on clear, huh? Yeah. I'm on clear, huh? Not fiber. I don't pay for fiber. I got clear. (laughs) I guess we're going to ESPN (laughs) to get it because NBA app is tripping. Shout out to Omar. Shout out to Omar. Uh, did I miss the? This is taking way too long. There it is. There it is. There it is. Box score. It's Smith ended with zero turnovers. Wow, nine from nine from the field, four for four from three, and four for four from free throw, and zero turnovers. What a guy! What a game! Isaac Bond is still getting the start though. Twelve minutes, zero points. Um. Shout out to him. I forgot. I said I was gonna start doing this uh, on this day. Somebody blocked on this day, and, oh. and I forgot the year, but uh, it blocked eleven shots. It was from the past, last decade, though. Last decade, eleven he, shots. He was he was known for being so damn big. He was seven six. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. No. Think about the other seven six guy. I had eleven blocks against the Boston Celtics. Um, he played for the New Jersey Nets at the time. There was another seven six guy. Yeah. Real stiff, man. T-Mac dunked on his ass. Played oh, Sean Mavericks. Bradley. Sean Bradley. Sean. On this day, uh, forget the year. I don't know why I didn't put the year in here, but on this day, December 21st, I want to say it was like 2000. Let me see. It's like 2000 and... Yeah, it's like... Uh, oh, it's like 97. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, it was 100 point game. Some people at this table weren't even born yet. Little baby, <laughs> little baby. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about Kevin Garnett. Uh, bring him up again. Shout out to the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, nominees for 2020. Him, Kobe, Duncan. Um, I believe some more guys that didn't get the full uh, titled article. Chauncey Billups is a nominee. 
Um, Chris Bosh. Bro, put Chris Webb in the goddamn Hall of Fame. Quit playing with him, bro. George Carl. It's been too long. Sean Marion. Uh, Rudy Tomnanovich. Let me. Uh, ben Wallace. <laughs> Rudy Tomnanovich had a good NBA career, but we always going to remember him for Chris Webb is a nominee. Oh, he's, in, he's been a nominee for like five oh, years now. Put him, in. put him in now. Additional people Rick Alman, who's a coach. Uh, Muggsy Bowles, Marcus Camby. Mark bro, bro, bro let me just say, but Chris Webber was all NBA first team once, which tells you he was one of the top. He was either the first or the second best forward that year. In a class with Dirk, KG, Duncan. And so many great forwards of this era. He ended up with five All-Star games, three times second NBA, which means that he was the top four at his position. Come on, bro. Third team once. He won rookie of the year, rebound leader. I don't know why they disrespecting him so much. And it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. He was he was Mr. Basketball from Michigan. He was iconic with the Fab Five and his impact there. It makes no sense that this man is not in the Hall of Fame yet. That's all I got to say. Like, quit playing with him. And his name is not, his first name is not even Christopher. Uh, Richard Hamilton to him. Tim Hardaway, Michael Finley, That's Dale Ellis, Mark Jackson. Uh, That's about it. It from the people. That Bro, can y'all wait it. until we're in the Basketball Hall of Fame for oh, this podcast? And Jay shit? Wright <laughs> from Villanova. It's his first time on a ballot, so shout out to him. I like Jay Wright. Um, what else did we not talk about? We didn't talk about one specific thing that we're about to get to, but uh, shout out to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're the first uh, Celtic duo to each score 25 or more points mm-hmm. in field in 30 minutes and, uh, since Kevin McHale and Reggie Lewis, RIP. Uh, but, yeah, we have to talk about the proposal. That the NBA made. Oh, facts. Um, God damn. The NBA has sent teams a proposal for the 21-22 season. And basically what it is, they will shorten the NBA season to 78 games. They will have an in-season tournament uh, for $1 million per player and $1.5 million for a coach's pool for the championship team. Uh, Play-in tourney for the 7th and 8th playoff seeds. And then they will have a final four reseed in the playoffs uh, based on regular season records, which means... Um, an East and East team could play against each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Um, it's basically all the stuff we talked about a few weeks ago. It's finally been proposed rather than just being rumors. Yeah. Um, will it get passed is the real question. Um, it has to go through every NBA team. And I think the Players Association has to agree to it as well. But we know officially that the winner of this in-season tournament, each player gets a million dollars, which and could Conner, be great. He says, some team executives are skeptical about the plans. Among the concerns of top front office officials discussing these ideas with the league of office, star players might prefer the five-day schedule Facts. break that would <laughs> yeah. uh, come with not qualifying for the tournament rather than competing for the financial reward of a winner-take-all event mm-hmm. that requires a quarterfinal, semifinal, and title round to become champion. I'm just not I'm, – I'm still standing on what yeah. I said. I'm not a fan of it just mm-hmm. for the simple fact of we've been playing 82 games since 1967. That's like over 50 years. So why all of a sudden will we change that? Do the do these tournament games count to their season totals? Yeah, and that's a very good question. The uh, the the end goal is championship. That's all people talk about. When they first mm-hmm. discuss players and comparing players in history, they bring up championships. Nobody is going to give a fuck about a midseason tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick Carlisle won five midseason tournaments. He, no. So, yeah. and I, he I seen somebody make a good point. I was, watching, I was uh, reading on Reddit, and some dude was like, Are you really using yeah, I go on there occasionally, okay. but he was saying that really, he really just needs a feel for it. Like you, you yeah. gotta have it go through and see if it's practical. Because I mean, from different sides of the spectrum, it could feel like maybe an All Star game where p- people aren't even have effort, or maybe it could be like a March Madness thing where teams are actually giving their all. But in. The Though I don't love it, I can see a world where it does work out. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I just can't just because I know the end goal for all of these players and coaches is that championship. They do the same right. thing in college. That's what I would base it off of. College has tournaments at the beginning of the season, throughout the season, before the main tournament. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about who won the Maui Invitational when we get to March Madness. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because the goal is to win the bracket. So LeBron James isn't going to break his neck for a midseason tournament that y'all just pulled out of y'all ass in 2021. Right. This think- doesn't matter. And nobody from the prior generation is going to care. Like, mm-hmm. you think Scottie Pippen is going to be on there? Because like, it would be around, like, this time, too. Yes, it would yeah. be early as yeah. hell, too. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be more of a idea, an idea to compete with, like, the NFL during yeah. this time. Or just different events going around. I see what you mean. And I, li- I-, I like evolution because it's inevitable. So I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not one of those people that just thinks tradition, tradition, because the game has evolved. Right. It's, it's going to evolve two. in itself. Yeah. Yeah, because they had a three-point line or whatever. But... Um, you know, I'm just thinking that they don't, they shouldn't overthink it. Yeah. I think you have to t- number one take baby steps. This is a lot. You're in yeah, 78 games in the in season tournament, the mm-hmm. Denver reseed in the final four. You're playing in for the 78 right. seed. So it's yeah. like it's a, a lot. lot. How about yeah, you just lot. take one yeah. of those? Yeah. The reseeding of the, 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 I love that one. That would be a great. Give show. me that. That would be great. All of that. But then the tournament is just like overthinking. Play yeah. in for the 7 8 seed? That means a, a, a 10th seeded uh-huh. team in the yeah. East could possibly have 33 wins. But you, you can't tell me that that wouldn't be live, though. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the arena going to be rocking as a 10th seed going against the 7th seed. seed. No, yeah, if the 10th seed at 33 wins, somehow put it all together tonight and beat that team, they're getting their ass kicked by the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> well, most of the time, more than likely, though, that eighth seed or whatever seed, they're probably getting their ass kicked by the Milwaukee Bucks anyway. Yeah. Or whatever first team it is. I, I kind of dig the idea, bro. Like, let, So right now, we would see, like, the Nets go against the Pistons. That's kind of lame. I just thought... <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be more opposed to, to maybe, taking them than that. Maybe it's because yeah. my team is ass, and that puts us right there to play in for the playoffs. <laughs> Um, but I, just, I also wonder what happens to like the lottery. If you're the ten yeah, seed, yeah. do you keep that lottery pick, or does it? You know, it's so much that can. I would be I don't more know. opposed to tanking harder than ever. Then because we got to make sure we don't even get the ten seed. <laughs> I, like this, I like this the way it is right now yeah. because we have clear cut mm-hmm. teams that have some hope. We have clear cut teams that are ass. Mm-hmm. So we want to have buyers and sellers. It makes the trade the uh, deadline and the mm-hmm. buyout market better. It's a clear distinction. Right. If I mean, you go to East real quick mm-hmm. because. Like like Intro said, his team and the Pistons, they're at 11 and 10. Mm-hmm. So the Bulls may not be ready to sell everything because we could potentially get the 10 spot. Yes, sir. <laughs> so why? why but and now, we can beat the Nets in the game. But now you look at it now, it's like at 11 or 10, if they continue this, they might just be like, let's sell. Let's get rid of Thaddeus Young. Right. Let's, let's make some moves. Let's potentially explore the idea of trading Zach Levine or something. Mm-hmm. So, But they won't if they can compete for the playoff spot at 10. Yeah. So, you know. Um, I think it should be competitive, though, either way. Because unless that, that, that 10th or 11th seed is just completely garbage and they're not even trying to fight for that playoffs, like, yeah. it should be competitive. They're two, like, kind of on the border like teams and they're heading going against each other. And if that 7 8 seed is a good team and they take care of business, it shouldn't be no problem. Especially no. if that 10 seed loses their lottery pick, I'm pretty sure they're not going to want it. The team yeah, You itself. don't want to be the 10 seed. And, yeah. and then how how fair is it for the 8 seed to bust their ass all season to get that, but then they can also lose it in one game, and then and then at the top of that they don't get the yeah, lottery pick? Hell no. Nah. Hey, I think I would like to see it at least one year. Just, just so I can get a feel. For I just, I just don't think if you're going to change something, you shouldn't make it all so complicated. Maybe it also get those those players because it's probably like the players that's not going to get to the finals or anything like that, conference finals type stuff. So they get that kind of finals like experience. 
Well, or it is like because yeah. it is like an execution type. Yeah, playoff it's execution. Sure. I mean, I, it's always everything. It's always going to have pros and cons. I just think that mm-hmm. the cons for this shit outweighs what would be something simple, like Contreras said. I think that the, the final four <laughs> thing. That's great. Yeah. That's One step that. at a time makes the most sense. What if we do like, so the in-season tournament, back to that, just for a minute before we end the episode. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to like, okay, Devin Booker's career is over. Now we're trying to figure out if he deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Maybe he didn't win an NBA Finals, but he's a four-time mid-season tournament champion and MVP to that. Mm-hmm. You know that, what I'm saying? That goes back to it now. How serious are we taking it? Yeah, right. that's, yeah. What, that's what I said. Yep. How serious are we taking yeah. it? Yeah. Nobody's going to be at there at the Hall of Fame speech like, yeah. Man, that was those battles we had in November. Against <laughs> <laughs> the rest of LeBron team. People gonna laugh at him. They're gonna be like, bro, are you serious? I can see that now. I can mm. see a guy dominating that shit every year. Yeah. And they're gonna be the people gonna be like, man, Michael Jordan was doing it. Yeah, in that's the what I'm saying. You're yeah. gonna have all the Hall of Famers watching and they got their trophies yeah. and stuff like that. We they, was doing it in the playoffs. here talking about a, a November award. Devin Booker ain't no Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan was doing it in the playoffs. He did that shit in November. They bodies ain't even loose shit. They ain't even a tip-top shit. Yeah. So. Well, we appreciate y'all watching or Merry listening Christmas. to this. Yeah, Merry Christmas or Kwanzaa. We had to do our player of the, player of the Oh, week yeah, quickly, uh, player of the weeks before we end the episode. Um, Jamal Murray for me. I got Russell Westbrook. Donovan Mitchell. I had Serge. I had Serge Ibaka. Serge My team of the week is the Houston Rockets. At the Dallas Mavericks. I had OKC. Mine's they had multiple double-digit comebacks. That Rookie is a of fact. the week is Kendrick Nunn for me. Give me Brandon. No, no, no. I said John Morant. John Morant. John Morant. For the dunk? Yeah. For just the dunk attempt. Statistically, he had a great week, but the dunk put me up. Kendrick had a better statistic week, but the dunk. Even I'm not, I am hate Miss Dunk hype, mm-hmm. but that was nice. And I've seen pictures that before he yes. missed, it looked like yeah. he was. Yeah. Because yeah, yes. you know how he had tweeted, like, he almost ended in my, my career, life. Yeah. Somebody comment was like, you get all, you Got right out of the game just to tweet that, and somebody had commented after that like, "You get on Twitter after work too, don't you?" I, I like, that. like yeah, that. Makes somebody sense. said that John Moran lowered his trade stock. Damn, Kevin. Damn. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Love. Oh, damn, that's fucked up. Um, but my rookie of the week was his teammate Brandon Clark. Mike, you got your no pay. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm getting I, it down actually right now. I had but just my, give your rookie of the week. I got Brandon Clark. Brandon, Clark. Brandon Clark too. Mine was Kendrick Nunn. Okay, those are our players, teams, and rookies of the week, and we'll have the official. Winners on Twitter and Instagram on Tuesday. Tuesday. No, Monday. We do Mondays now. Cushy, get them to us on Sunday. Shout, Shout out to Cushy. Monday so we can compete with the NBAs. Shout out to Cushy. And we better than the NBAs list, by the way. Facts. We out.